One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Have you always felt a little odd? A little different? The world is crying out for witches to heal and to rebuild. But do you hear its call and will you answer? This is a space for free thinking, where I give you tools to explore and build your craft. We all have a divine spark. Join me each week and grow that spark into a fiery beacon. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft, and I'll be bringing you a one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spirituality. This is... The Mage's Well. Hey Majors, welcome back to the show and thank you for tuning in. Just a little note, I will be going on break for a little bit just after this episode because honestly I'm a little bit wrecked. Um, There's been a lot happening behind the scenes, my lips are sealed. And I'm moving. Um, I'm actually moving now, as you're listening to this. Um, so yes, I'm moving back to the UK because I have been bunkered away on the Isle of Man. And yeah, so I've got to find somewhere to live. I've got to find a job. I've got to make friends because I only know one person in the city that I'm moving to. So, yeah, I feel like it's going to be a bit difficult running the podcast alongside all of that, and I don't want the quality affected. So, yes, a little break. I will be back for Letha, the episode on Letha, which is two weeks before the event on the Wednesday. Do you know what? That's not helpful to anybody. Let me check my notes and give you the exact date. So, it will be... I will be back the 7th of June. So yes, I will be back then. I don't know if the podcast will resume. I might take another break because really that's only a month and I need a bit more time than that because I'm also feeling a bit burnt out as well. Um, Yes, I just need to look after myself a bit. I'm taking herbs. I'm stocked up on B vitamins and I'm also doing like breathing exercises to sort of regulate the nervous system and just get into it a bit. So yes, that is what's happening with me. 
I also have COVID. We're on day six, and I feel like I've been hit by a bus. Um, so yes, that's very fun. So yeah, we're just taking our foot off the pedal a little bit. So yes, this week we're looking at another wheel of the year festival, Beltane, marking the start of summer. Is it just me, or is this year going really quickly? Like, where's it going? Before we dive into Beltane, though, let's have a look at the week ahead. We have Chinese Language Day on the twentieth, created by the UN to celebrate one of the six official languages of the organization. We've got a dark moon on the twentieth in the sign of Taurus, which supports stability and striving to better your life. National Tea Day. Is on the twenty-first. Did you know the Portuguese and the Dutch first imported tea into Europe in 1610? Tea's rise in England started when Charles II married the Portuguese princess Catherine of Braganza, and the rest is history. It's April Showers Day on the twenty-second, referencing the 1986 proverb: "March winds and April showers bring forth May flowers." Heavy downpours are common around this time in the northern hemisphere by the positioning of the jet stream. Eid al-Fitr marks the end of Ramadan, the Muslim holy month of fasting, and this actually takes place the evening of Friday the twenty-first till Saturday evening. It's Lovers' Day on the twenty-third. Mainly observed in Europe, it celebrates both love and literature. If you have a lover, why not read some poetry to them? Or just read poetry by yourself. It also shares the day with Saint George, who's famous for slaying a dragon. Get Organized Day is the twenty-sixth, and it's dedicated to cleaning up and decluttering your homes and offices. And that's your week. Now, on to Beltane. Marking the start of Samos, the light half of the year, ergo the beginning of summer, we have Beltane, or Beltana, as it's pronounced in Irish Gaelic. Falling on the 30th of April to May 1st, the official start is marked at moonrise on the 30th. If you are in the southern hemisphere, it's October 31st to November 1st. And Beltane is a cross-quarter day, meaning it's halfway between a solstice and an equinox. Solstice means the length of days have changed, while equinox means the day and night are in equal length. And it's one of the major sabbats, and it's also a fire festival. Beltane marks when the Earth is at its peak in terms of its ability to reproduce and its sexual power. Therefore, listening to my episode on sex magic and fertility would be great alongside this episode. Now, rituals were performed to enhance the land's fertility, its animals and people, and children born around Imolc, precisely nine months later, were known as Beltane babies and were rumored to have strong psychic powers and to be favored by the Fae. Let's have a look at the name and its origins. Beltane derives from bel, meaning bright or fortunate, and teen means fire. Generally, people agree that Beltane means bright fire. Now, Beltane has numerous spellings, 
And the day is less commonly known as Setshawin. I think that's how it's pronounced, which means first of summer. And in Wales, it's called Callan Mai. Today, it is also known as May Day. The first time this festival is mentioned is probably in Sanas Cormac, an early medieval Irish glossary that comes out around 900 CE. Beltane as an entry is described as, quote, a lucky fire, i.e. two fires which druids used to make with great incantations, and they used to bring the cattle against disease off each year to those fires, and in the margins, they used to drive the cattle between them, is jotted down. There are some who suggest that the name of the festival derives from the deity Bellonus, who crops up in Austria. This is unlikely, as there are only two dedications that have been found to him in the UK, and there's no trace of him in early Irish literature. Sanes Cormac goes on to link the day to a deity called Bell or Beal, which folklorist Ronald Hutton believes is a misguided reference to the Semitic fertility god Baal, and other academics take the dim view that it's connected to this Semitic god. We know this date was incredibly important to the Gaelic Irish as they repeatedly used it as the arrival time for various important mythological races who landed in Ireland, including the Tuathodes and On, the old gods of Ireland, and the invading Milesians, who drove the Tuathodes and On underground, whereby they became the Fae. For more information, check out my She or Fae episodes. Now, the fires lit during Beltane were supposed to feed and rekindle the sun and were known as Belfires or Balefires and traditionally would have been lit with friction or sparks from flint, something which modern day practitioners have kept alive. And in some places, specific wood was used. In parts of Scotland, nine types were used, thought to be willow, haze, alder, birch, ash, yew, elm and oak, with the ninth possibly being kept a secret, for other areas it was simply what burned well. It was also traditional for people to dance around the fire, as well as jump over it. There are some who believe this leaping was a kind of sympathetic magic to encourage the crops to grow higher. If the individual was about to embark on a long journey, they would leap back and forth over the fire three times while reciting prayers. Those to be wed would purify themselves, as well if some sort of dangerous activity was going to be undertaken. Women would run across the fire as it began to die to secure a good husband, and those pregnant would step through to ensure a safe delivery. Children were also carried across the smouldering ashes. There's also accounts of the oldest woman in town circling the fire three times to ensure a year without sickness. Afterwards, the ashes were distributed amongst the crops to protect them and the fire was taken into the home to kindle a new fire within the hearth, which was a continuation of the communal fire's protective qualities by bringing them into the home. And the first one back to their home with the fire secured a year of luck for their household. It was also a custom that any debts or monies owed were paid off and sorted before the fires were lit, and bringing the fire into the home was refused to anyone who had committed crimes, And having studied law, this adherence to social conventions through public shaming and exclusion, it was a really powerful way to create a strong social fabric. We see the use of stocks and criminals wearing signs in public places that explain their wrongdoings 
right up to the 1700s, when we see the rise of industrialism and large cities where anonymity increases and societal ties break down, so other forms of punishment had to come in to deter criminals. But public shaming, a big way to create a healthy society. We also hear of cattle being directed through two fires for protection against the evil eye as they were moved from their winter pastures to their summer ones. This was also to prevent disease and to lay to rest bad luck. But in some areas, it was enough for the smoke to be directed over the animals, and sometimes herbs were actually added to the fire to enhance its protective qualities. Sulfur, juniper, boxwood, rosemary, to name a few. A great procession would form to guide the cattle to their new grazing home for the summer. And this tradition still happens in Switzerland, and the cows look stunning. They wear these colourful headdresses, and it's a big parade. Now, moving the cows is called transhumans, and has largely died in the UK. But there is one man in Scotland who moves his cows from one island to another for summer grazing by getting them to swim when there's a low tide. Now, in some parts of Ireland in the 1800s, Cows were actually made to leap over burning straw to stop their milk from being stolen by the fae. Now another way of protecting cows on Beltane was to drive them to places where the fae were said to inhabit, like raths and forts. Again, see my she and fae episodes for more information on that. And once there, the animals would be bled, and with the blood dripping onto the earth, it was said to help the cattle's health, but it was also to ward them against the fae, and to also act as an offering. And in some areas, there's actually accounts of the blood being dried and then burnt. There was also the belief that if you stole fire from your neighbour's hearth on Beltane, you could actually gain control over them. Now, those asking to borrow fire were labelled as a witch. And it was also a big custom to return anything you'd borrowed before Beltane to avoid accusations that you could use it for witchcraft. Now, traditionally, Beltane could also act as a time of misrule, where societal conventions were turned on their head, and it was also a time where fey activity became heightened. And on the Isle of Man, we see this custom where gorse bushes were lit, so the fey couldn't take shelter in them. Now, as Christianity prevailed, the fear of the fey turned into fear of the witches, and it was said they would be active on the night of Beltane, taking the form of hares and trying to steal people's produce. Any hares that were found amongst the cattle on May Day were killed out of suspicion that they were witches in disguise. Check out my Witches of the Isle of Man episode for more context. A way to safeguard this was to get all the butter churning and cheese making done before Beltane, so as to not attract any troublesome entities. However, the butter made on the day of Beltane was said to be very powerful, and was actually a common ingredient in folk medicine. Offerings to the Fae were also left on this day, often on the doorstep or at the roots of a fairy bush, to keep them on side. Now both of these aspects, the supernatural threat and the misrule, are largely missing from our modern celebrations. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. No, up in Scotland, we see an interesting ritual. It's more of an offering that takes place. And a small square trench is dug and there's some turf left in the middle. Now on this patch, a fire is made, and a drink is also created, and it's made of eggs, butter, oatmeal, and milk, and it's called a caudle, kind of like a custody thing, from my understanding. And then offerings of beer and whiskey is given by all those in attendance, and then some of the caudle is poured as a libation on the ground. And then everyone takes a cake of oatmeal, which has nine knobs, each one dedicated to a particular being, and each person faces away from the fire, and tearing off a knob of the oat cake, flings it over their shoulder into the fire, while saying, This I give to thee, preserve thou my horses. This is to thee, preserve thou my sheep. This is to thee, preserve thou, and so on and so on, till they list all their animals. Now after that, they do the same process again, but the offering is to the animals that will come to harm their cattle. And once completed, they finish off the caudal. Now another custom that we see was extinguishing all the fires in the county the night before, and in the morning materials were gathered to create the new fire, which would ward against witchcraft and disease. This fire was called Tienigen. A man was then chosen by a lot, and he became the Calic Beltine, who the community pretended to throw into the fire, or they pretended to quarter him, because lols, why not? After this, he was pelted with eggshells, and the ceremony was completed with him leaping three times through the flames. Now, you might have heard my Witches of the Isle of Man episode where I speak of the Kalik, who is essentially a bad weather spirit. There are some who theorise that this ritual is a reference to early human sacrifice, But personally, I think the ritualized abuse aimed at her embodiment is an attempt to quell the bad weather and effectively send her away over the summer months. It was also a custom to go gathering flowers and hawthorn branches. Coming home at sunrise, people would decorate every door and window in the village, suggesting that thresholds required protection during this time. Hawthorne actually gained the nickname of May or May Tree, as this is when it flowered. Climate change is altering this. And the ceremony is called Bringing Home the May. We also have records of kings and queens doing the same thing. Yellow flowers also have a special significance in Beltane, according to folklore. We also see Rowan charms pop up. Rowan offers protection against the evil eye and was fashioned into crosses tied with red string a colour believed to also have protective qualities. These were then hung in doorways or tied around the necks or tails of cattle. Rowan was also added to the roof for protection against fire and was also taken on boats for protection against storms. Now the fairest women 
in the village will be crowned with flowers called the May Queen, which is part of the social misrule that I was talking about earlier. There are also accounts of young women washing their faces with early morning dew and even rolling down hills naked to coat their bodies. There's accounts of rope being woven from the long hair of cattle and dragged through the grass to collect the moisture while singing the charm, milk of this one above, milk of that one below, into my own big pail. And presumably this water was used within beauty rituals and healing as well. And something that isn't often mentioned around Beltane is the importance of water. May was the busiest of the months for visiting healing wells, springs and lakes. Before sunrise was desirable as this was when the waters were said to be the most potent and they were approached in silence and barefoot. The person walked around it clockwise and threw a silver coin in and they'd drink from the well while contemplating what they desired. It was custom to leave a rag pinned on the nearest tree, which was also considered as having powers akin to the well. You can learn more about wells in my episode back in season 1. Farmers would also bless the boundaries of their farms with sacred water. There was also something called May Baths, which were like a special herbal bath. I couldn't find a lot of information on this, but I'd be tempted to bathe in various yellow flowers as well as herbs that offer cleansing and protective energy, like rosemary. Now, modern day Beltane celebrations heavily feature the maypole. The first time the maypole pops up, quite literally, is in the 1300s. Now everyone's obsessed with the maypole linking it to a penis, but there's no mention of its phallic qualities when it enters the records in 1300. It simply marks a space where people could gather. It was like a boundary marker, almost. Traditionally, it didn't have ribbons, something that has changed over time, and it was just decorated with flowers, plants, and sometimes flags. Games were also played around it in some areas. Common ones are grabbing a pig's tail, which had been shaved and greased. There were sack racers, donkey racers. People would be blindfolded and would try to catch a bell ringer. There was also wrestling as well. Now, the Maypole is in and out of vogue for the next 700 years till it has a massive revival around the 19th century, with a specific dance associated with it, and this is when the ribbons come in. Today, Beltane still bears its connection to fire, but also sex and sensual power, something that modern celebrations heavily focus on, whereas previously it wasn't something that was heavily highlighted. It also carries themes of redefining or reinforcing boundaries, rituals and cleansings to promote protection. This threat of the supernatural also means that it's quite a powerful time and there's a lot of energy to do potent spell work and magic and of course witchcraft. If you find yourself near Edinburgh, the annual Beltane festival is supposed to be highly recommended. And that is what I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and if you have, please think about sharing it. Before I go, the poem this week is actually a traditional Scottish Beltane blessing that goes, Bless, O threefold true and bountiful, myself, my spouse, and my children, my tender children, and their beloved mother at their head. On the fragrant plain, on the gay mountain sheiling, 
on the fragrant plain, on the gay mountain sheiling. Everything within my dwelling or in my possession, all kine and crops, all flocks and corn, from Halloweave to Beltane, from Beltane to Halloweave, with godly progress and gentle blessing, from sea to sea and every river mouth, from wave to wave and base of waterfall. Peace out, witches, and I'll see you at the crossroads. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.